0: Stain Gang Podcast time. Time to talk Midwestern State women's basketball with head coach Christopher Ray as the season is winding down. Cameron will be in here Thursday for the uh, season finale here at Ligon Coliseum. But before we talk about Cameron, let's talk a little bit about this past weekend. uh, Particularly the game in Laredo against Texas A&M International because that was one of the best games of the year just from an entertainment standpoint and I think the quality of play from beginning to end and certainly the team came out with a great deal of energy and Uh, it looked really promising. I think with about six and a half minutes to go, you're up by 10, something like that. And, uh, they quickly go on an 11-0 run and then you find yourself in overtime. Uh, the thing that impressed me most was just the way the girls played, having already been eliminated from the conference tournament, it would have been easy for a lot of teams just to show up and kind of roll the ball out and go through the motions. Your team didn't do that. They came out and they played extremely hard in that game.
1: Yeah, no, I've been uh, very proud of them over the last several games. I mean, we came out, you know, even going back to the Angelo State game, uh, we came out, gave them a great game. Um, kids were flying around like crazy. Even the Kingsville game, um, minus you know the kid from Kingsville, you know, going getting hot. They played an incredible game there. We still had an opportunity even in that game, to uh, to potentially send it to overtime, and then like you said, up up ten. Uh, against the international. Um, and then, you know, basketball is a game of runs. They made a run. We, we kind of countered it. We went up, I think back up three after they had gone and then they made another run back at us. And, you know, it was just one of those things. And we made the shot we needed to, to send it to overtime, thought we, you know, should have been shooting an extra free throw to, to finish the game off, but that's just the way it goes. And so we, um, uh, battled through overtime and even in overtime going down seven, um, You know, they fought back, and we still had another opportunity to tie it again at the end of overtime. So the girls' fight has been incredible. I've been extremely pleased and proud with their effort there, and so – um, looking for that same effort as we finish out on Thursday night. You know,
0: I wouldn't really consider your team a, a three-point shooting team, but you got a couple clutch three-pointers there toward the end against Texas A&M International. Eternity Jackson hit one, and then Natalie Stice hitting that one. That was just a cold-blooded straightaway three. And as you say, there was contact there. Probably should have been at the free throw line. Potentially to win the game for you. I mean, that is what it is. But uh, it's it was nice to see those big clutch threes for you at the end of that game.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've had several of those moments this year. I mean, uh, Diamond Griggs hits one in the St. Right. Mary's game. And then she hit another one in the uh, Western New Mexico game near, near the end to make that game interesting. And even in that game, we should have been shooting free throws at the end. But, um, you know, so. We've hit them when we needed to, and and that goes to, you know, I I feel it goes to the preparation that we do with all of our end-of-game situations that we run through practice. Um, We haven't been running as much lately, but the girls have really, you know, honed in on those, and they feel comfortable enough to where we've executed when we needed to, to get the look that we want to get.
0: You know, I probably haven't talked about Natalie Stice enough. Uh, Has she been everything you hoped she would be when she transferred here from Eastern New Mexico? She's been a you know really consistent player for you i mean there's been a couple of games where the ball's not gone in for but you pretty much know what you're going to get out of her night in and night out
1: yeah she's been uh great and uh, and we we kind of were happy that we've gotten what we thought we were going to get in the sense that she was a all-lone star conference performer um at eastern new mexico and her coming here to to get her master's degree with us has been a huge addition to the program and so um you know, like you said, she's had a lot of great games and she's been solid all the way around. And so we're we're excited that um, you know we we'll get one more year with her. I was gonna say she'll
0: be back next year for yeah, you, right? To
1: finish her her second year of her the grad program, and so she'll be, you know, once she's done playing college ball, she'll have you know two two degrees under her belt, which is uh, you know a huge. You know, credit to her being able to be, be great in the classroom. And it was helpful with the COVID year would be able to help, you know, a lot of athletes be able to achieve that, that dream, getting this extra year to be able to uh, finish their degrees like that, to um, be, set them up for a tremendous success when, when they're done. I mean, Natalie has the opportunity if she wants to play pro, Overseas, um, that could be an opportunity for her. She's definitely talented enough for it. We'll cross that boat when we get there. Um, but she's definitely she's going to be successful in whatever she does when she's, she wraps up uh, with us. You know, it's something
0: I think college basketball fans kind of know in the back of their mind that these are students. But – we get so involved in watching the games. We forget they have this whole other life where they have to achieve in the classroom. And your girls have done really well in the classroom.
1: Yeah. No, the, the squad we have right now, definitely testaments to being a a true student athlete. We had a great fall GPA. Um, All the girls are doing well in the classroom right now. They were all motivated to, to be successful um, in the classroom because they know what what that can do for them. Um, Once, playing days are are done and you know with our three seniors coming up um, they definitely all have huge bright futures some of them already have job opportunities and so um, you know excited for their their futures. Uh,
0: I want to get into the nuts and bolts of the Cameron game but I want to talk about the three seniors if you don't mind and and just have you tell me a little bit let's start with Sheridan Bostick who I can't believe is already graduating. <laughs> seems like she just started here. Uh, and I was looking through her career numbers, and I'm like, yeah, she did. She played here four years ago. Uh, it, and it, she still seems like a young player to me. But she's graduating, and uh, what the thing that everybody associates with Sheridan is when she gets hot from three-point range, and, and she's provided a lot of thrills for Mustang fans.
1: Oh, absolutely. She's, she's done a great job improving her game throughout her years. I mean, we knew she was a capable shooter out of high school, and she's, she's honed her craft and, and really made it her strength um, to where teams have really had to key in on her. But the, the biggest uh, addition for even her this season is she has expanded her ball handling to where, um, yeah, she hit some threes in the international game to get her um, no, wasn't career high, but it was, she had 18 against international. um, But several of those, I mean, she had a backdoor layup. She had a a drive for a floater in the paint. And so all those have been what she's been working hard um, to add to her game. And so I was proud and pleased to see that. Yeah. And it's a
0: point we've tried to make in the broadcast is that she, she's become a good driver to the basket. She's not just a, uh, you know, she's not just a one weapon player for you offensively.
1: Right. Yeah. And um, so that's been, um, her getting in the gym and working on it and so um you know credit to her work ethic and then you know like i said there's student athletes she's been fabulous in the classroom she'll graduate here this may she already has two job opportunities for the summer and so that's part of the reason why she's not using her COVID year is um you know the job opportunities she has or or you know ones that she can't pass down and so um, we're gonna we wish her all the best with that to where you know life after ball. she's done everything she's We've asked of her, and we're we're extremely you know excited to see what the you know her future holds.
0: Shaunice Miller is another player that I think would think is has an outstanding future. She's such a great personality, and uh, she gives her all for you on the floor. I mean, there's nothing left at the end of the game. Uh, she's giving you everything she's got.
1: Oh, absolutely. She's definitely uh, the testament to uh, leaving it all on the floor, especially uh, with the injury that she's had to deal with all year. I mean, we at the beginning of the season, you know, we were easing her back into things because there was a definite moment where we had to really reflect on the doctor said you could play and make it a lot worse to really jeopardize your quality of life or you could play and just, you know, and it might not, it might be okay. And so um, the fact that she's gutted everything out with her back um, this far to where she's given us a lot of great moments this season. She had a big game, her first game back. When um, we were still kind of on a minute restriction that game against uh, St. Mary's and uh, but uh, we we looked over at the athletic training staff and they gave the thumbs up to keep going because she was playing (laughs) so well. And I was like, all right, let's do this. And huge game. She's had several other great games. And um, most recently, the Angelo State game. She was really uh, efficient in that game and, and had a lot of other big games to where. Her her future, you know, she's our true senior in the sense that she officially is exhausted. This is her COVID year, um, and so she uh, um, will have a bright future. She's still kind of unsure about her life goals and whether she could be a coach. She could be a firefighter. She's she's kind of still figuring that out. I think she'd be a tremendous coach with her basketball IQ, and and um, so um, excited to see. You kind what of she anticipated
0: does. my question because I'm going to ask you what you'd think you think she would make it because she's been a team leader for you
1: yeah absolutely um ever since she hopped off hopped off the plane from scotland <laughs> she's been um, all about helping um not only herself get better but helping her teammates get better and so it's uh it's been a pleasure to have her in the program
0: uh and then mandy withy who is just been a remarkable player uh at times in terms of Uh she's a little bit like Shaughnessy in that she's given you everything she's got, and she's become one of the best rebounders in the conference, one of the best shot blockers, as we've talked about a couple of times on these podcasts. And she's another one like Shaughnessy, not gun-shy. She's going to mix it up. She ends up on the floor a lot uh, in a physical conference. She's not afraid to mix it up.
1: Yeah, uh, she's been a tremendous rebounder for us, and her scoring ability has come on of late she's been really comfortable with her face-up jumper that's always been there and her ability to just go and get offensive rebounds and score within the offense and same thing with her was the same with Sean is you know she's been gutting out a lot of injuries throughout this this season and so um she's uh planning to uh when she's done, start her wedding planning business this summer and get into her real life, and so she's excited about that, and that's right up her alley. She's going to be, if anyone needs to plan a wedding, you can go ahead and reach out to her now, and <laughs> there she, you go. She, she'd be phenomenal at it. She's uh, got it all lined up on how she wants to do everything, and so um, she's going to be tremendously successful in that venture.
0: Are there any particular memories about these three girls, whether individually or as a group, that stand out to you, a, a, a particular moment on the floor or away from the game?
1: I mean, they've always been there for each other. Uh, that's probably the biggest memory within the three of them. They've been kind of a core of setting the example of what's expected within the program, which is always what you want for the culture of, of a program. And so um, they've all had their own individual great moments. Um, uh, Sheridan hitting the seven threes against Tyler. Uh, Shaughnessy's you know, had several big games for us throughout her career. Um, Mandy's set numerous rebounding um achievements with her career with double doubles and um some of the blocks that Mandy's had over her time have been really incredible. it's like how did she get that one? You know, <laughs> that was up there for you know, hanging in the air for a while and she was still able to get a block on it and I,
0: so I mean Mandy is just so tenacious and I always say this about her when you're coming off the bus, she's not the player I would look at and go that's the most tenacious player on the team, but that's what she is. Yep. I mean uh, the, the term that the kids use now is she's a dog I mean she fights and battles and she's been a, so much fun to watch play over the years
1: yeah absolutely and um, you know like I said she's just one of those players when when you step between the lines you gotta you gotta transform into what's needed <laughs> most of you and, and she's taken that and really run with it
0: and she's just physically tough yep. I mean she, she's got a, I'm sure she's got a lot of bumps and bruises oh, and yeah. as I say she she like Shaughnessy mixes it up is on the floor and the, you know she's rubbing her elbow rubbing her shoulder rubbing her knee but she's always back out there and never backs away and so uh, i'm gonna miss all three of these girls uh, they've been so much Me fun too. to watch and, and time has flown and their final game will be against uh, cameron this is a team that's kind of had our number the last uh, couple of times we played them how do we turn the tables on this aggie team
1: well that'll be uh starts on the defensive end with uh, with guarding their dribble drive um we uh we didn't do a consistent job the first time. There was, uh, I think the first quarter, we were fine up at their place. That was back in December, which, you know, two months ago, which is crazy that we're, you know, having this much time in between playing each other. Uh, We've, uh, both teams are tremendously kind of different in a lot of different ways. Um, You know, and that naturally happens when when you have this much of a gap between uh, playing each other and so but they're still doing their dribble drive and so we've got to be able to match that, stay in front. We've got to be able to fly out the shooters as they still shoot the ball from 3 um quite pro- prolific prolifically close um,
0: enough. <laughs>
1: and uh we got to stop them in transition to cuz they'll flow right into that dribble drive right right from the trans and so we've got to do a do a good job there to uh to limit their their opportunities and then we've got to take care of the ball. And uh, get the ball inside, um, which is the same for every team we face. We gotta have an inside-out attack for for us to be successful.
0: Taking care of the ball is something you're doing better now than you were two months ago. I th- the stats would show that. I think.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, the international game wasn't our best, but it was that was one of those games that was so physical that um, both teams really um, it wasn't because you know just errors it was just it was physical yeah it didn't seem like
0: it was because you were careless with the ball no. which is sometimes early in the year what it seemed like You're
1: right and so um, I feel comfortable we'll be able to value the ball uh, going into this one and, and leave it all out on the floor uh,
0: just being the, the the season coming to an end I know the season w- didn't wind up the way you wanted but just your kind of your thoughts about this team as, as you close out the season I know Bill Parcells famously said you are what your record says you are uh, but kind of what are your thoughts about this team and, and where the program is headed
1: well obviously you know we we had some areas that needed a lot of improvement and we've addressed those mainly taking care of the ball um, we can continue to improve on that um, throughout the offseason and then um, you know we lost so many close games to where um, sometimes that's just the way the ball bounces and so um, you know, you can really, you know, going back and look at it, you could flip maybe three or four of those games pretty quickly off one, of, you know, three or four possessions. And so obviously, you know, a little bit of that is luck, a little bit of that is just our attention to details earlier on in the off season to where we can correct those going forward. Um, I think we'll have a, a better outcome you know, going into, into next season.
0: Christopher way. It's been fun doing these podcasts with you uh, and look forward to doing them again next season. And, uh, We'll hope we'll hope for better results next season. Yes, that's uh, Christopher Ray, the uh, women's head basketball coach here at Midwestern State. Don't forget, there's one final game that's at Ligon Coliseum Thursday at 5:30 when the Cameron Aggie, the Cameron Aggies are here to renew the Red River rivalry. That's not even as complicated as prolific. Uh, stay with us uh, for all of the podcast. I'm Pete Stein. So long.